0: Amen. Thank the Lord. Wonderful song service. Well, i tell you what. It's good to see all these little children milling about the house of God. I tell you, it just thrills my heart how God has blessed, watched over this church family. You know, last week during the revival meeting... That group sang that song, and it was a thought come to my mind. I'd been studying the book of Song of Solomon. And so this morning I got in touch with Brother Jamie. I said, hey, can you please sing that song tonight? It's a song that really rejoices my heart when you just begin to think of the love of God toward his children. If you would like to go ahead and invite you to turn to the book of Song of Solomon, chapter 8. Song of Solomon chapter 8 and I want to read beginning at verse 5 down through verse 14 This is a again a title that I pinned down kind of recklessly this past week and I began to pray about Lord give me a message for thy people just to show how much you do remind us Of thy precious love. In verse 5 of Song of Solomon, chapter 8, the Bible says, Who is this that cometh up from the wilderness, leaning upon her beloved? I raised thee up under the apple tree, there thy mother brought thee forth, there she brought thee forth that bare thee. Now here is again. The actual text of the message is from verse 6 and verse 7. The Bible says, Set me as a seal upon thy heart. As a seal upon thine arm. These are two different indications of love from somebody that holds dear regard for another. As a matter of fact, in Jewish tradition, when one really cared for another, when one really loved another individual, they would wear a signet upon their heart. And on that heart, upon that signet was usually a a text of of that person or a, a picture of some sort of the likeness of that person. And in Jewish tradition, that spoke just how much that that individual loved the other. The Bible goes on to say in verse 6, as a seal upon thine arm. Here again is another another act of the love of God toward His children. That seal upon the arm, again in Jewish tradition, spoke to the embrace of one to another, a loving embrace. And here Solomon is showing us from God's Word the true unrivaled love that God has for His own. The song that was just saying spoke about that unrivaled love. As a matter of fact, that song spoke to the fact that if the ocean were the ink, listen, there would never be enough parchment to write down all the love that He has for you. We'll go on here, and as this says again in verse 6, Set me as a seal upon thine heart. As a seal upon thine arm, for love is strong as death. Jealousy is cruel as the grave. The the coals thereof are coals of fire, which hath a most vehement flame. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can floods drown it. If a man would give all the substance of his house for love, it would utterly be contemned. We have a little sister, and she hath no breast. What shall we do for our sister in the day when she shall be spoken for? If she be a wall, we will build upon her palace of silver. And if she be a a door, we will enclose her with boards of cedar. I am a wall and my breast like towers. Then was I in his eyes as one that found favor. Solomon had a vineyard at Belhamon. He let out the vineyard unto keepers, and every one for the, the fruit thereof was to bring a thousand pieces of silver. My vineyard, which is mine, is before me. Thou, O Solomon, must have a thousand, and those that keep the fruit thereof two hundred. Thou that dwellest in the gardens, the companions hearken to thy voice, cause me to hear it. Make haste, my beloved, and be thou like a roe, or to a young heart upon the mountains of spices. Our most gracious and divine heavenly Father, Lord, as we bow before your throne tonight, Dear God, we're reminded once again from Thy Word and from the songs that this whole congregation have sang as well of the unrivaled love that You have for your children. Father, I pray tonight to express this in a way that, Lord, Thy children are encouraged and rejoice once again. For the love that thou hast for each and every one of us. It's a love that goes beyond all measure and it cannot be found out. Dear God, you have proved your love to us when you gave your Son that we might have life. And Lord, today I pray that if there be one in this house who does not know this Savior that dear God, this very hour, salvation may come to this place. Lord, I pray that they may feel the love of a Savior. I pray, dear God, that they may feel the love of a Father who so long ago entrusted His Son to their keeping. Lord, I pray that as the signet upon the heart of And the loving embrace with the arms of the master. Lord, that you would fill your people tonight with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Lord, bless us. And I pray that you will forgive us our sin in Jesus Christ's name. And amen. Again, I want to read our text, verse 6 and 7. The Bible says, Set me as a seal upon thine heart, as a seal upon thine arm, for love is strong as death. And jealousy is cruel as the grave. The coals thereof are coals of fire, which hath the most vehement flame. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can the floods drown it. If a man would give all the substance of his house for love, it would utterly be contemned. Emmanuel, to our visiting friends tonight, our message this evening is one which speaks to the love of God. Our God is a God of the most divine order. And when it comes to his children, his love is certainly matchless. God's love for his children is uncomparable. It is unequaled. It is superior to any that we have ever known. This is why our God the Bible declares, is a jealous God. This is exactly what God's Word declares in Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 24 where the Bible says, For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. In Exodus 20 and uh, 5, right uh, just below the opening of this verse, it says, For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. In Exodus 34 and 14, the Bible reads, for thou shalt worship no other God, for the Lord whose name is jealous is a jealous God. Our text read in verse 6 that jealousy is cruel as the grave, and I have began to wonder about that statement for just a little while as I was going over my message again today as I said in my study. And I began to think about the heartache that jealousy can cause. But I want you to know today that God has a righteous jealousy. He has a jealousy with with which that is unparalleled of any nature. He deserves that. He deserves the ability to find a a jealous note as far as his love is for his children and what he wants in return from his children. Has he not that right? After all, look at his great cost. The son with whom was the apple of his eye came down from heaven He left his side to come to an old rugged cross. He done so because of the love of a father. The Bible speaks about it in the book of John where Jesus Christ said he came to do his father's will and it was his father's will that he would give his life for us. That's how much God loved you. That's how much he loved you. So with that thought in mind tonight, I want us to look at this this thought of the unrivaled love of God. The unrivaled love of God. So first of all tonight, as we look at this in in verse 6, in the very first stanza of that verse, it says, set me as a seal upon thine heart. Again, this seal was mentioned here in the old Jewish uh, custom where the beloved of the loved would wear a piece of jewelry with the name or likeness of the one that was loved upon the heart and over the heart. This was done to show just how special that person was to the one that was that was wearing the signet. In Second Timothy in chapter two, again we see uh, just how much that our God truly loves His children. The Bible states in Second Timothy in chapter two and verse nineteen. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. Now I want you to stop right there for just a moment and notice that it was the seal that makes that makes this thing worthwhile and worth mentioning. It was a seal upon the the Father's heart. Listen, it was the seal. He has your name upon his heart tonight. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that even before the foundation of the world, listen, your name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's what the Bible speaks of here and that's the reason why today that I think these old truths are so important to get a hold of. Listen, these are not just fables that men bring up from time to time, but they're actual things that the Jewish tradition covers and it's covered in the Word of God to show just how much God God loves his children. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth. Now get this. The Lord knoweth them that are his and let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Why? Because we serve a jealous God that deserves our unbridled love. Back in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30, God's word declares of the redeemed that God's Holy Spirit has set a seal upon us showing that the saved have been claimed by God himself. Look at this with me now. Think about this in verse 30 of Ephesians chapter 4. The Bible says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Folks, I want you to know something tonight. This is a love that you cannot even begin to imagine. God's Word is showing us uh, uh, who who is at concern here. Listen, that we belong to another. That's what God's love is showing. We belong to Him tonight. In First Peter, in chapter two, the Bible states this in verses three down through verse ten. Notice this: it says here, "If so be you have tasted the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a lively stone, living stone, disallowed indeed by men, but chosen of God and precious, ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house." and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore, also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion the chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you therefore which believe he is precious... But unto them which are disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient whereunto also they were appointed. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. That's what you are. That's what you are because of God's love for you. That's what you are because God sent his son to die for you. But you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. That's what God thinks of you. Listen, it's a peculiar thing to understand that the God of heaven has your name over his heart. Think about it. That ye should show forth the praise of Him who hath called you out of darkness into His marvelous light, which in time past were not a people. There was a time when we were not saved by the grace of God. There was a time when, when before our salvation come to fruition, listen, we were we were a, a, a disobedient children. We were children of, of darkness. We were children of the devil. But then when when God, listen, when God sent his love toward us, when God placed your name upon his heart, you understand this, that when God done a miracle in you, listen, it changed everything. It made you special. But now we are the people of God which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. In 1 Peter uh, chapter 1 verses 2, uh, 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 verse 2 down through verse 12 and also in verse 18 and 19 it tells us exactly what we've been purchased with and by. You understand this. We were not purchased with, with the things such as silver and gold but we were purchased with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. That's how precious you are in the sight of God. That's the reason why he loved you so much. That's the reason why he's jealous over you. Listen, I'll tell you today, if you're a child of the king, listen, you need to understand that he has a right to demand certain things of us. Number one, our love for him. You know what? I believe it ought to be so that we should wear a signet upon our hearts denoting the fact that we are his child and we love him beyond measure. That's what we ought to have tonight. Has God's seal been placed upon his heart as it concerns you? Is your likeness or your name being associated with the very God of all that is? Are you even now this very night spoken for? You know, uh, oftentimes, maybe if you're watching an old uh, western of some sort and Maybe you'll see a man and a woman there and, and somebody else is trying to take that woman away from this man and he, he might say, well, she is spoken for. Folks, I want you to know something. The devil may try to take you away from the Lord, but you're spoken for, amen? There's no possibility that that could ever happen. You're so precious to him that, listen, know this, that there is nothing that can put a stop to his love for you. You've got a seal. Your seal's upon the heart. After coming through a week of meetings, as we just did, have you have you made the attempt to draw close to God tonight? Have you tried to uh, to uh, to, uh, to fasten yourself after God's righteousness? Have you had a desire to walk closer to the Lord than you ever have? Listen, that's what revival's for. It doesn't mean that you're dead. It means that you can be drawn closer to God and you can feel the love of God in your life. Have you embraced your maker today? Have you acknowledged his love for you? He has truly embraced us tonight, has he not Listen, he has truly embraced us in Galatians in chapter 4. As a matter of fact, I cannot believe that the time is where it's at right now. But listen, you just bear with me for a little while this evening. I want to talk to you about the love of God over his children. The Bible says in Galatians 4 and 4, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to do what? To redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. You know why? Because you're no longer, you're no longer a a pilgrim outside. Listen, you're no longer an orphan. You know, that, that message that I preached some time ago, I love that message, folks. It, it meant something something to me. It done something to me. Listen, I'm no longer an orphan. I belong to the king. I'm saved by the grace of God. He has his signet upon his heart with my name in it. I am his child. He says this the Bible says in verse 6, and because ye are sons God hath sent forth his spirit, the spirit of his son into your hearts crying, Abba, Father, Again, that's one of the most enduring terms that you can mention about a father. Actually, actually, if you break it down, it means daddy. A child calling his daddy. Listen, the Bible states here that we can cry of a father because of his love toward us. We can cry of a father because of what he's done for us. We can cry of a father because our name is upon his heart tonight. Wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Yes, God has embraced all of his children and has proved so by giving us his son. Now I want you to think about this. Now, I want you to go back for just a moment to the embrace The embrace is found in Song of Solomon chapter 8 in the second stanza of that verse 6 where it talks about the fact that as a seal upon thine arm. Solomon was giving us a picture here how close we the redeemed are to God. This verse shows us just how close that we are to God and just how close God is to us. This picture is an embrace of a loved one. Just how close are you to God tonight, folks? In Psalm 139, in Psalm 139, I want you to think about what it says here now. In Psalm 139, get a hold of this and look at it with me. Psalm 139, beginning at verse 5. The Bible says, Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thy hand upon me. That talks about that embrace. That speaks about an embrace of a loving father. That speaks about somebody who's been drawn closer to him. The Bible says in verse 6, Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high and I cannot obtain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit Or whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. Listen, that song that they sang a while ago spoke to that very fact, did it not? Listen, that's the love of God. Even if I make my bed in hell, God's love is there for us tonight. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me. And thy right hand shall hold me. That speaks about that loving embrace. That speaks about a loving embrace. Think about it. I want to come to my last point here. And listen, I know that there's a lot I could have mentioned on this. But I want you to go right here for just a moment. In verse 6 and 7 again of our text in Song of Solomon, notice what it says here. Now I'm going to read this again. The Bible says, Set me as a seal upon thine heart, as a seal upon thine arm. For love is strong as death, and jealousy is cruel as the grave. The coals thereof are coals of fire, which hath a most vehement flame. Many waters cannot quench love. Neither can floods drown it. Now, I'm going to stop right there for just a moment. There's none of us that have arrived yet. There's none of us that are perfect. There's none of us that are above sin. There's times in our lives when we have done things that we know we shouldn't have. We have, we have uh, you know, like I used to say about myself, you know, I know there was a time in my life that I plum messed up. Not only did I mess up, I missed the mark altogether. There was a time in my life, as I spoke of it the other day, back in the 90s, with listen, I want want you to know for a whole decade there, I know that I was living in sin. I know that the Lord, the Lord had dealt with me very severely. You know why? Because he's jealous over me. He didn't want me giving my love to another. Well, here the Bible states in verse 7, many waters cannot quench love. Neither can the floods drown it. You know, there's a time in all of our lives maybe, um, maybe you've not been where I've been, I don't know. Maybe you've not failed like this old preacher's failed before, but know this. There was a time if it could have been lost, I'd have lost it. But praise be unto God, I cannot lose my salvation. Amen. Praise be unto God, I cannot lose that love that he has for me. I look at you tonight and I stand here, and I stand here admittedly knowing that it's all by the grace of God that I'm here tonight. I'm standing here tonight admitting the fact that I know had it not been for God on my side. I look at these many waters and the Bible says regardless of all the water that's went under the bridge, listen, that's where it's at, it's water beyond the river. I began to think about the times in my life and surely you can think about times in your life when you messed up as well. But God says, I've loved you with an everlasting love. Is that not what it says in Jeremiah 31 and 3? I've loved you with an everlasting love. Child of God, that is amazing to me. Now listen, I want you to know I'm one of the first ones that'll tell you that doesn't give me a right to go out and live like the devil or live like I live like a, a, a worldly lost man. I don't even have a desire to do anything like that, as a matter of fact, it breaks my heart every time I sin against my heavenly Father, because I know, and today I know so much more than what I used to know about the love of God. I never knew love of God until I knew his forgiveness I never knew the love of God until I knew his pardon was upon me God's love for his children is as strong as death is sure as a matter of fact in Hebrews nine twenty seven, the Bible again says it's appointed unto men once to die but after this the judgment it's appointed time and God's love is appointed to us as well Nothing can separate us or cause his unwavering love to cease from us. I want to close with this one verse of scripture. Well, it's got a few verses in it, but it's one set of scriptures in Romans in chapter 8. Notice what it says here beginning at verse 35. Now listen, this is the reason why that I think of God's love as being unrivaled love. This is the reason why tonight that I believe God's love is not just unrivaled. Listen, we can't even begin to understand that kind of love. And I don't understand that kind of love. I don't understand the love that would look at an old sinful sinner like me and say, I've forgiven you. I don't understand the love that looks down upon an old sinner as as, as often as I have sinned and I have pled forgiveness I still don't know why he keeps forgiving me, but he does. You know why he does? Because he loves me. Romans in chapter 8, verse 35, the Bible says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Are you going through some hard times tonight? Listen, God's there. You know why? Because he loves you. Are you going through some tribulation tonight? Listen, God knows all about it. Not only does he know all about it, I heard a lady speaking the other day. She was talking about that one set of footprints that was going on along the way. And She said, that's because he's carrying me right now. Folks know that that's real. There's times when we look around and we think nobody's there and we think nobody cares. But listen, God cares and God loves his children that much. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy namesake sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded. Here's that persuasion of heart series again. For I am persuaded. Paul knew, didn't he? Paul knew about this love. Paul was a man who threatened uh, murderous uh, actions against the Christians of the early day. While his name was Saul, he was going out and it didn't matter whether it was women, men, children. Listen, he didn't care. He was going to lock them up and hope they stoned them to death. And if he was close enough by, he would help hold the coats of those that did stone them. But listen, he says, For I am persuaded That neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Folks, I want you to know something. I believe that covers everything, does it not? All because he loved you with an unrivaled love. Unrivaled love. Do you know it tonight? Do you know the unrivaled love? That's a love that sent his son to die for you on the cross of Calvary. Can you imagine? You young people, that's, you young adults that have children out here, can you imagine sending your little child to pay the sin of another? That's exactly what God done for you. He sent his son Jesus to pay your sin debt. He sent his son Jesus to, 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 and that's how much he loved you. He loved you that much. Oh, tonight I pray that God would show you tonight about what that love is really all about. I pray tonight that God will show you (laughs) just how much that he loves you. He loves you just that much that He'll reach down and pick you up and hold you close to His heart. Folks tonight, know that. Know that He loves you enough to pick you up and hold you close to His heart. Why? Because you've got a signet. He has a signet. And both our hearts are like one. May God bless us, our prayer. Let's all stand, please.